Hey, Sean Gaby here. Welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Wherever you are listening from, we are glad that you have joined us. Please follow us on Instagram at Sean Gaby and at Supernatural Leadership Podcast and or visit kingdomculture.ca or seangaby.com for more engaging content around topics we will be discussing. As well, you would love it if you would leave a review on this podcast as it helps boost our ability to get this content out to more people. If you are new with us today, just want to inform you that we will be releasing a new episode on the first Wednesday of every month and every so often a bonus episode. So make sure to hit the subscribe button so you can keep up to date with every episode. There are so many great leadership podcasts out there and truthfully, I love so many of them. So why supernatural leadership? Really, it's the difference between presence and principle as we discuss in episode one. The very first episode of this podcast really sets the tone for the why and purpose for this podcast. I would encourage you to have a listen if you haven't already. Simply put, we believe everyone has a leader within them at some capacity. Whether you're a CEO, non-for-profit director, media mogul, church leader, pastor, small business owner, manager of teams, a dad, a mom, and well, the list could go on. If everyone has a leader within them, why not make that leader a little more supernatural? That's the heart and goal behind this podcast, helping you connect your natural with God's super, making your leadership a little more supernatural. At the end of every episode, there will be practical activations and exercises to help us grow and mature in the various areas discussed. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome again to another Supernatural Leadership Podcast episode. My name is Sean Gaby. Thank you so much for stopping by. I hope that these episodes have really impacted your leadership, helping your leadership become a little more supernatural. Would love to hear about how this podcast is transforming your leadership and how that's impacting your sphere of influence. Please message me on social media. I'd love to celebrate with you. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends. Today, we are diving in to a two-part series called Leadership Expectations. Leadership Expectations. Today, we're, we're going to dive into part one, and then not too long after, we're going to be diving into part two. So stay tuned for that. I don't think that this is often talked about enough. And when I say this, I'm going to get into what this is. Because, I mean, I think a lot of us have expectations in leadership, but I would like to dive into a part of those expectations today that not too many people talk about. I think often we have these great expectations of the positive side of leadership, like, you know, the end result, the massive benefits, the rewards, the, you know, the outcomes. We often talk about the purpose and like when we get to the destination, but I want to talk a little bit about having an expectation of what takes place to get to that space. I mean, think about this. I mean, if we could see the next 20 years, not just the outcome of 20 years, not just the end of the 20 year mark, but if we could see what it's going to take for us to get significance or get what the world calls success by the end of year 20, if we could see it all, most of us might run because we would see all the processes, all the valleys, all the dips, all the things that we really need to have a healthy expectation of so we don't give in and give up too 
early. Now, almost like a stock chart, if you're if you're an investor in the stock market or in any investment, I mean, when it comes to investments in the markets, we would be all so incredibly financially free if we could see the end, but also if we could see the in-between. We would know what's going to happen. We'd know the massive valleys, the massive crashes. We would know, but then we would ultimately know that we're going to get out of it. And if we just hold on, if we just don't cash out, uh, we will win. But so many of us, because we don't see the in-between, we have hopes for the future. I mean, and obviously, of course, most of us, all of us, unless we're predicting the future and we have 100% uh, faith for that future, which most of us, you know, even when we get a prophetic word, as we talk about on these, on this, on this channel so much or on this podcast, even then, like there's an element of faith involved. And when we're in the process of point A to point B, even if we have a prophetic, you know, directive of what B looks like, we often still fail and we still give up and we our faith gets challenged in the process and we question what if we never get to point b what if we only stay at point a or what if we fail entirely and sink while we're in the middle the reality of it is i think we need to talk and dive into as leaders more about healthy expectations of the hard things that take place of getting us from point a to point B, because these are the things that often derail us. I mean, there's so many, uh, there's so much good, there's so much benefits, there's so many breakthroughs, there's so much hope on the other side of the challenge, but we need to embrace the lows, we need to embrace the obstacles, we need to embrace the dips, and if we can, we will win in the end. And so, like I said, it's the unexpected things that often derail us, and the reality of it is we need to expect the unexpected. This is probably the healthiest expectation as leaders that we can have, to expect the unexpected. There is so many unexpected things that we can expect along the journey of significance. I say significance because from a kingdom stance or a kingdom mindset, you know, as believers, we are aiming for significance, not success. The world has defined success as certain things. We measure success as certain things, maybe our financial goals, maybe the stuff that we have, material possessions. We have the, you know, the, uh, if you're in America, the American dream, and that looks like the American dream, that looks like success as we know it. But in the kingdom, it's all about significance. And that's what God looks at as success. Are you leaving a legacy? Are you leaving an impact? How are you touching people's lives? How are you influencing the culture around you? How are you reforming the culture around you? Are you, uh, are you bringing hope to the hopeless? Are you helping the poor? I mean, these are all significant things that when we die, really, I believe, is measured as success. So that's why when I say significance, really, that's what God deems as success. We are on a supernatural leadership journey. And of course, we want to honor the one who is uh, has given us that journey, and it's Jesus. He is the leader of this supernatural journey. Now, this episode is not to be seen really as negative, but positive in the sense that by becoming aware that the unexpected will happen, which can often feel challenging and more negative in the moment, we can be po- we can positively pivot. 
Let me say that again. We can positively pivot, so to speak, to move through the process to win through every challenging negative that may come at our leadership. In fact, to be honest, part of the redemptive side of supernatural leadership is to see the redemptive interpretation of all the bad so we can pull out the good. So really the negatives are just positives in disguise. The negative challenges, and I don't even want to use that word negative because even the hard things, they're really, they're positive, but they just feel negative. We can kind of talk about it that way. It's like there are a lot of the things that come at us that challenge us feel negative. They're not negative. They're just, they feel negative. So really they're negatives are, or they're positives really in disguise. So the expectations that I want to address today, I would say, are the hidden negative promises that come with the positive promises over our lives. And I've broken these down into three expectations that we need to have as leadership or as leaders. Now, this episode will be broken down into two parts. Like I said, this is part one. There'll be part two coming soon after. Um, but we'll address three today that represent more the negative, challenging side of leadership expectations we need to have. And in part two, we'll address three expectations that represent more of the positive outcome that uh, comes as a result of embracing these, moving through these, what we're talking about today. So let's dive in. Number one, uh, a healthy leadership expectation. Number one. Now, like I said, before I go here, uh, we need to expect the unexpected. That is, let's say, the baseline of this entire episode. But number one, we need to expect overwhelming fear. Now, not sure if I said it enough yet, but we are talking about, once again, significance. These leadership expectations are in reference to anything that we expect to lead with significance. We desire to make an impact in our business, charitable organization, workplace, family, church, uh, any type of leadership. We have to deal, we will have to deal with overwhelming fear at times. We have to expect that we're going to come up against fear. If we're going to advance in faith, if we're going to grow in faith, if we're going to be the supernatural leaders we're called to be, if we're going to influence culture, if we're going to be presence-led and not just principle-oriented in our leadership, then guess what? We're going to face fear at times. But we have promises. We have promises in the Word. We have promises from God Himself that He has not given us a spirit of fear, but of the power that we need to move through the fear. He doesn't say that we're not going to come up against fear. He just says that our state of being is not to be fear. The way we live, our motivation is not to be lived from a place of fear. So it doesn't mean that we're not going to be tempted by fear or hit with fear at times. We just have the peace within us to overcome it if we lean in. So like I said, if we're going to lead with significance, we can expect overwhelming fear. Now, we as supernatural leaders are called to step out into great things, breaking through the norm into the impossible. We're called to have big goals, big targets. We have to, we're called to take big steps. But when we do this, we will wrestle with the fear. Um, you know, if the thing that we're stepping into, will it happen? Will it not happen? Will I recover from this? What if I launch this business and I sink financially? What if I go bankrupt? What if it doesn't work out? What if I get no clientele? What if I launch this new product and nobody buys it? Like these are all the things that will come at us. It's easy in the beginning of anything with the hype, the emotion, the euphoria. We're excited about a new dream, a new opportunity. We, we you know, do the groundwork, we launch, and then it's like, 
things don't happen the way we thought they were going to happen. And fear hits us. Do we make a mistake? Are we going to sink or are we going to swim? These are all the things that come at any entrepreneur out there. You're going to know. And if you haven't already experienced this, you're probably really new in the game. But if you've been an entrepreneur for some time or a leader in any area, in any area of life, maybe you started a family recently, maybe you just got married. Like when reality sets in, we will face fear. So when we're called to walk in great faith, write this down if you're taking notes, you will come up against great fear. Great faith will equal great fear, okay? Um, now, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, if we don't have great fear, we can't have great faith, but the reality of it is it takes faith to overcome. It takes faith to continue on when great fear hits us, when great fear overwhelms us, which is what we're talking about. We can expect an overwhelming sense of fear at times when we're launching out. I remember when we first launched our school of Daniel way uh, back in 2004, we went 11 years strong. Our school of Daniel was really what we are now moving into and relaunching online, which directly connects to this, actually this podcast, and it's called the Supernatural Leadership School. So we kind of re are rebranding it, renaming it. What formerly was the School of Daniel now is going to be uh, the School of Supernatural Leadership. And uh, when we first launched this, the whole pre- obviously the, the whole premise was you know empowering marketplace leaders, developing marketplace leaders, um, equipping, training marketplace leaders to bring God into their everyday, to bring the supernatural into their environment, into their sphere of influence for transformation, just like Daniel. That's why it was called the School of Daniel. When we launched this though, and we went eleven years strong. I'm telling you, when we, every time we scaled to the next level, you know, going from a weekend seminar idea or a six week um, seminar sort of model to, you know, 21 days straight, bringing in, you know, guest teachers from around the world. Um, and our budget, you know, went went through the roof, like, you know, uh, over 10x easily, probably 20, uh, 20 times more often. Uh, the budget when we first launched, honestly, like I struggled with fear, you know, as the lead, as the visionary behind this school, the desire with um, the the planning to have, you know, international students from around the world come in and dedicate three weeks of their time or six weeks of their time or a weekend or whatever the case may be. And I'm actually right now talking more about the three week school that we launched uh, as part of the school of Daniel. It was part of the model we had 21 days straight of, of training and equipping with outreaches and events and all that kind of stuff. And it was crazy because the coordination, not just the coordination, but the financial obligation. I know for me, it was a stretching time. And every time we would do the school, even if every time it just worked out, even if it, every time it worked out and I could look back and say, okay, I'm feeling the fear now, but you know, the last school we did, it worked out. We didn't, you know, we didn't, um, you made budget. It worked out. I still struggle with overwhelming fear. Like, am I going to sink? Is this not going to work? You know, what if no students sign up? Like all these different things in the beginning stages. Now this is before guys like, you know, YouTube was a big deal. A lot of the stuff that we did in the beginning of our school was before social media was as big as it is now. I mean, later on in the school, yes, it became a bigger deal. Um, but really, really like in the beginning, beginning stages, like it wasn't what it is today. And so 
honestly, like this was a huge uh, step of faith. But every time I ex- every time I came up against overwhelming fear, somehow uh, it was like I, I I just kept I pushed through. I knew it was the right thing to do. Part of being a supernatural leader is to be presence led. I knew it was what God wanted me to do, and every time it just worked out, and we got stronger and stronger, and my faith grew stronger and stronger as a result. So expect fear, but expect great faith. Number two, expect inconvenient disruptions. Expect inconvenient disruptions. Now, um, often, often when we step out in faith, we step out into wanting to, you know, leave a significant impact in people's lives, in the culture that we're around, in the sphere of influence, and we and we launch the new thing. We step out into the new thing. We're slingshotted out, so to speak, into this new territory, uh, this new domain. There are inconvenient disruptions. Things never go the way that we plan. You can have a plan. You can have <clears throat> goals, targets. You should as leaders. Uh, if you're in business, of course, you need goals. If you're in any any really organizational structure, you need to have goals, business, family. I mean, just being in family, have goals for your family, financial goals. But here's the thing. You can plan all you want, but you can't plan the unplanned things. You can't plan the disruptions. You can expect that there will be times where you can, you will face inconvenient disruptions, which is why some of the greatest financial Teachers out there, planners out there, advisors out there will always say have an emergency fund because, and we're talking about right now, we're using the sort of the illustration of financial goals here because your finances are going to get disrupted and there's going to be inconveniences. Your car might break down, your dishwasher might blow up, your oven might not, will stop working. I, I don't know what it is for you. You know, there may be a fire, who knows? I don't know. But there will be inconvenient disruptions. You have to, and you have to adjust. And so when you make plans, when you step out, when you launch out, a healthy expectation to have as a leader, as an entrepreneur, as a family person, whatever leadership role you find yourself in, expect that you will be inconveniently disrupted. I put that word inconvenient because, you know, there are disruptions in life. And then there are inconvenient disruptions where everything just feels, you just feel so inconvenienced. I mean, for all of us out there listening right now, for the last over 16 months, our worlds have been inconveniently disrupted. This pandemic has changed the landscape of so many businesses. It's been a good inconvenient disruption for so many And it's been a challenging, more negative, inconvenient disruption for so many people that have lost their businesses, went bankrupt, lost everything. This has been, this pandemic has been an inconvenient disruption on every level, but yet at the same time, empowering in so many ways for those that have pivoted, innovated, changed direction, um, you know, were able to launch out and leverage this last season but I know for us, you know, one of the most inconvenient disruptions that we as a nonprofit organization and church community faced was in 2015, at the end of 2015, when we lost our commercial building. Uh, we were at the peak, I would say, of growth, one of the greatest seasons of growth ever that we'd experienced as a community. And that was when the School of Daniel was thriving. I mean, it was incredible what was happening. And with 
um, basically two months notice, we were told that we had to leave our commercial lease space. They were tearing the whole building down uh, and they were going to build the Costco. We were disrupted. I have felt we have felt as a culture for the last five years, over five years now, inconveniently disrupted. And uh, the first I'd say the first three years was the most challenging, the most challenging. And the last two years, I would say that we've been able to repivot and uh, get stronger as a result. So we can expect these inconvenient disruptions, but hopefully they'll make us stronger. Number three, we can expect the unexpected or we can expect unexpected arrangements, unexpected arrangement arrangements. And really what I'm saying is this processes that are actually arranged by God to develop us. Now, this is a hard one. Have you ever felt, let me ask you a question, like you were in an arranged transition? It's like this transition that was happening in your life. It was like arranged. It wasn't, it's not a disruption. It might feel disruptive, but it was like, you know, you can see. It's not like a, a disruption where you almost, you didn't see it. You, you, you can't really recognize it. This is an arrangement where you know, something in you knows that you're being developed. You're in a transition. It's like you're moving. Maybe you're moving to a new location. Your, your geography is changing. You're uh, investing into this new property in a new country or something. I don't know. Any, any illustration can go in this. Maybe your business is changing. You're launching a new office in another country. You're expanding in a, in a, in a new way. It's a transition but you know it's been arranged by God to develop you as the leader you're called to be. If you read, and I, I've recently done a series for our church community on Jonah, and I would really encourage every one of you, if you haven't checked out uh, our YouTube channel, to watch some of these messages. It's simple. It's youtube.com slash kingdom culture. Uh, we, we recently came out of a series called Jonah. It was a three-week series, powerful, powerful series. I would encourage you to listen to it. But if you read the story of Jonah, I love the story of Jonah. Like God arranged so many scenarios in Jonah's life only to make him a better person. And uh, this is kind of what I'm talking about right now. God arranged so many things to get Jonah's attention. Now, did, did Jonah always respond the best? No, but eventually God got into his heart in a way that changed and transformed Jonah and repositioned him. I mean, Jonah kept getting repositioned, repositioned, uh, realigned, so to speak, restabilized, so to speak, as he let God make the arrangement to empower Jonah to be a better version of himself. And one of my last messages that I spoke on Jonah was called the belly of breakthrough. And you, many of you know the story about how God arranged a giant sea creature to swallow up Jonah so that Jonah can come to a realization and a revelation that he, uh, he is not God and doesn't make the decisions, doesn't make the calls, but simply is just called to walk and keep in step and stay obedient, presence-led along his journey. Because Jonah was running, running running in the opposite direction. And so he was swallowed up by a sea creature for three days, three nights, really uh, a forecast or a prophetic um, foreshadowing of Jesus being in the belly of the earth for three days, three nights, only to be spat out by the grave, grave by death itself. Well, Jonah the same, he was spat out three days, three nights later, and began his mission forward. 
God arranged this. But it developed Jonah on the inside. It changed Jonah's internal perspective. And interestingly enough, while we were doing this series, on that same week, on that same week, we... um, I had talked about this belly of breakthrough. I, I I talked about the part of the story in Jonah where he was swallowed by the sea, giant sea creature. Scholars are divided on whether it was a f- great fish or a whale or whatever, but the point is a giant sea creature that God arranged to swallow Jonah. And uh, once again, if you don't believe that, then you know we don't believe half of the the we we can't believe half of the supernatural stories in the Bible. The whole Bible is supernatural. This whole podcast is called the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. So yes, I do believe absolutely it was possible for God to do that, and I believe He did do that, uh, literally, not allegorically, or as an illustration. But all all that to say is, the Sunday that I spoke that message. On the Friday right before, on June 11th, 2021, there was a story that came out and it was a a, a man who was lobster fishing and he was actually swallowed by a humpback whale and was inside the whale. You can read the articles all over the news for 30 to 45 seconds. He was inside the humpback whale and he was spat out. I thought it was so interesting. I thought it was a sign just that, hey, this is a word from God. It was like the word that I was sharing spiritually with our community was confirmed by a natural sign where an actual diver was swallowed by a humpback whale and actually spat out just like Jonah was. And that was on June 11th, 2000, uh, 2021, this year. And uh, that actual, that date is very prophetic for me because on June 11, 2011, uh, we had a supernatural sign. I've, I've actually shared this, I think, on one of my episodes of uh, 2,000 honeybees in a ball showing up on my lawn. The cops came to my house, knocked on my door, said to my wife, ma'am, you have a uh, a ball of over 2,000 honeybees on your lawn and uh, on, on one of your trees on your lawn, so be careful. And in May of that same year, just months prior, I actually felt God say to me in a meeting, I told Michelle this, I said, God said to me, we're about to move into the sign of the bee, the honeybee. I had no idea what that meant, but God said to me, you're going to see signs of it to follow. You know, when God says you're moving into the season of the the honeybee, um, it, it, you definitely have a lot of questions. What does that mean? Well, I had a lot of questions for two months. I had questions. What does this mean? I kept seeing these signs of the honeybee, the honeybee, the honeybee. And then all of a sudden the cops show up my house, up at my house on June 11th, 2011 to tell me that I have... Uh, 2,000 honeybees on my lawn uh, on in one of my trees. Well, this was a National Geographic picture, literally. It was incredible. But the point of the story is, is that the reason why these bees were on my in, in my yard is because they were in transition. They had left the previous hive and the colony had come with their new queen, new leader, and they were protecting their new queen in a ball covering the new queen while they were looking for their new hive. And so they were only there for about three days, which is what usually happens about three days. And then they transition. It was all about the transition of leadership. Now, prior to this in June, uh, June 11th, 2011 for the whole year, 2011, God was speaking to me about the, the transition of leadership. It was all about transition and all about, um, these arrangements that God was making for leadership, not only in my own life, but I was getting a prophetic word for the body of Christ at the time. So this was all confirmation. So now fast forward 10 years exactly, 
we have this experience of Jonah being spat out by the whale. And so I just took this as, hey, we are in a transition. God is spitting out, I believe, the church out of this pandemic really soon. There's a shift coming. There's a change coming. I believe we've been in this belly of this pandemic for some time now, definitely more than three days and three nights. But there's a time coming. There's a transition coming. This arrangement uh, has come and it's going. It's shifting. We are moving forward. We're being spat out in this next season. There's a, a resurfacing, a revival of sorts. This picture of Jonah being spat out of the whale really is a picture of resurrection, reviving, restoration, just as Jesus was also pictured. You can read about it in Matthew, about how he was in the belly of the earth and spat out, so to speak, of the grave, of death, revived, resurrected to change the game for all of us. And so we can expect unexpected arrangements for the bettering of our leadership. These are the transitions that we have in our life and really the, the breakthroughs that we have in our life. And so these are the three things. I want to give you a little bit of a recap. That's it for this episode. Uh, number one, uh, actually, I'm not going to go through the, the numbers yet, but a little bit of a recap of sort of some of the focal points of this episode is that we need to expect the unexpected. And this is probably the healthiest expectation as leaders we need to have. Uh, the negatives are positives in disguise. Remember that the negatives, the negative processes that we face are just positives in disguise. The points that we went through, number one, was we can expect overwhelming fear. Remember, when you're called to walk in great faith, you will come up against great fear. Number two, you can expect inconvenient disruptions. You will have inconvenient, not just disruptions, inconvenient disruptions where you will have to pivot and innovate and shift into um, what God wants you to shift into by adjusting when these disruptions happen. Number three, expect unexpected arrangements, arrangements that are made, I believe, by God to develop us. Now, this activation today um, is going to directly connect with part two of leadership expectations, but to prepare for it, I want you just to do a few key things. Number one, write down every fear you have right now currently that you are facing within your leadership, number one. Number two, write down the most recent disruptions that have come along your leadership journey even in the last several years? What are the most recent disruptions, but even in the last several years? Write these things down. What has disrupted your life? Number three, write down some unexpected arrangements, meaning challenges that you feel have been arranged for your benefit. Can you see that some of these transitions and changes and arrangements that are happening in your life are actually simply challenges that have been arranged for your benefit as a supernatural leader. As you do that, can't wait for you to join us for part two, and we will continue this part of that activation. So thank you so much. Hope this empowered you. Hope this encouraged you. Leadership Expectations, part one. Thank you so much for stopping by on the Supernatural Leadership Podcast, where we're helping your leadership become a little more supernatural. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next time. If this podcast has been an investment into your life and or impacted you in any way, we are incredibly thankful. We would love for you to join us in being able to continue bringing leadership content like this every month. Of course, it does not come without a cost and our heart is to continue bringing you more improved quality and content. If you would like to partner with us with a one-time financial gift or to sign up as a monthly partner, you can do so at kingdomculture.ca. 
Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast.